The U.S. Icelandic Horse Congress is honored to support Young Black Equestrians in its community building and horsemanship. Icelandic horses are a versatile and fun breed with a great sense of community and support here in the U.S. I am. I am. I am. I am a young. I am a young. I am a young. I am. And I am a young black. A young black. Young black. A young black. Black. Black equestrian. 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 Black equestrian. Equestrian. Black equestrian. Equestrian. Black equestrian. I'm a young black equestrian. I am a young black equestrian. <laughs> Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Young Black Equestrians with your host, Abriana Johnson. I have my girl, Brittany Chambers here of CBC Therapeutic Horseback Riding Academy in Sacramento, California. And we just had a like a, a, a bomb dropping moment because I was like, Brittany, I don't even remember when the last time was that you were on the podcast because honestly I talk to Brittany every day so things like are a blur <laughs> but when was the last time you were on the podcast November 2019 and we are in 2022 we are in 2022 <laughs> and so that means that Brit the the time that she was on was when we did her episode. So you can go back and check out um, Brittany's episode from November of 2019. Um, if you want to hear kind of the very beginning of her story and how our conversation today is just going to be a little bit different, a lot of bit different, actually. And it's just going to be dripping with growth and maturity honestly as she has continued to carve her path in this industry so welcome back <laughs> it's been a long time for having me <laughs> I know I'm just so um I don't know if people well I do know I do know because I see it but to say out loud how proud I am of you and seeing the the sheer growth on multiple levels all of the different things that you have overcome personally and professionally I'm just thankful for our friendship and I'm proud to be able to share your story still um because you know I'm not connected with everybody I interview still you know um but I'm just thankful that you're here <laughs> thanks for having me <laughs> Um, so let's get let's get a a, a quick kind of fast forward November 2019 how many horses did you have what where was Brittany then and kind of fast track to now um okay November 2019 I had about 30 clients and two horses I had just left my uh, teaching job I just left corporate America and that was pretty much it. I was like, yeah, I got my 30 clients and my two horses and we're out there rolling. Um, and now we have our own private farm. I have five horses and I have um, two instructors that teach alongside of me. We have a personal um, administrative assistant. We have 
three, um, oh my gosh, three student assistants. We do horsemanship classes, online horsemanship classes, and uh, we have over a hundred clients. I think right now our roster is right around 110. Mm-hmm. So we have grown a lot, a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just want to point out that's been, I mean, so it was like the end of 2019 and this is early 2022. So, I mean, that's, three almost three years of mm-hmm. of growth and and change what do you feel like has been the you know biggest lesson you've learned in that time frame I think the biggest one I learned personally was um keep your business in a way to where you can remain happy meaning now if we don't vibe with the client we just let them know or we don't, you know, we just don't take anything. We don't, we will work with you, but we're not going to bend over backwards to make you happy if it's you causing the problem. So really just do what makes you happy and what is the least amount of stress. Because I learned that clients will stay. You can change the rules on them. You can do policies and procedures and people will stay. Do not think it will make them leave those who want to leave go for it, then this isn't the place for you anyway, but really just stay true to what makes you happy and don't drift off to other things to please other people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I was telling Brittany before we got on the podcast today that um, there is, we initially had a conversation about doing another episode to talk about how to get into the industry and how for like, from a consumer perspective, like a, a client, how to find the right horse and find the right barn and all those things. But I feel like there are quite a lot of resources out there for that, including some of the podcast episodes that we've already done. So today I just wanted to have a conversation about what it means to be actionable in this industry and what it means to kind of carve your own path, because I feel like we get a lot, a lot of times we get stuck at that beginning, at that introduction. You know, we've seen that with the brands that people are working with. We've seen that with the social media, like, hey, this is me. I'm, you know, just now in this industry, but for a lot of us who are really wanting to make this industry our livelihood, it's like, what kind of actionable change can we make um, besides just saying, hey, I'm here? I would say, well, just to, well, first get your mind right. Um, Don't, one thing I didn't do was I didn't look at other programs. Mm -hmm. I didn't, because then you start setting yourself up to compare to what this program doing, what that program is doing. Like I knew of some, I visited some, but I never really dove deep into what they were doing. So I never had the opportunity to compare myself to anyone. So I was never overwhelmed because I'm like, oh, I'm not there yet. Mind you, I started out by leasing a horse two days a week and I had three clients. I, you know, and I knew other programs were out there, but I didn't compare myself. So 
yeah, you can kind of see what's going on, but stick to what you want to do and then build from there because then you're going to get discouraged looking at the other places and the other things that have going on and you're going to feel lost. It's like, how do they get there? How do they get there? How do they do this? How do they do that? But it's like, what do you want to do? And then you build yourself brick by brick. Okay, this is what I want. This is what I want here. I want to put this here. I mean, six years later, I'm still doing that. I'm put, I just put in two new policies into place just, just in February. I'm putting this here. I'm putting this there. I'm putting this here because it works for me. I'm not looking at what other programs are doing. I don't even ask what they're doing. Mm-hmm. This is what works for me. So you have to do what works for you and put your steps in place brick by brick by brick, what works for you and not do what other people are doing in the industry. Because then in reality, you're kind of just doing what they're doing. And you're not going to find your, your niche, your special thing that you do. Mm-hmm. So be aware of what's going on, but then do what you need to do brick by brick and stay true to yourself yeah. and start taking your action steps that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, you know, a lot of us have connected via social media mm-hmm. and that's just that's just the reality of right now, you know, in finding community and finding people to connect with. That's, that's what we're looking at. That's what we're, we're um, used to now. So um, it's easy for us to fall into that trap of like, you know, doom scrolling and let me see what someone else is doing, or they did this. How can I do that? Or they did Mm -hmm. this they've been doing it for this amount of time and I've been doing it for this amount of time. And one of the things that I always, uh, it's like a, some saying that I kind of think of, it's like, you can't compare your day one to someone else's day, year, Mm -hmm. month, 20, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't know. And, and sometimes social media makes us think that we do know because we get this highlight reel of people's lives and we don't know we we truly Mm -hmm. don't know I Um, mean when people kind of really started learning about CBC I was like no we've been around for five years mm -hmm. and they were like oh oh, really yeah we've been here for a while (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and it's I mean, it's all part of the process. You absolutely would not be able to be where you are now if you tried to hop, skip, and jump, or you know, say, "How can I? How can I get ahead? How can I take a shortcut? How can I do any of that?" Um, and it kind of, you know, not everyone who listens has a business and it's really hard not like overlaying the two <laughs> between the two different yeah. podcasts, but you know, this goes for, um, for like your writing journey as well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's, you don't have anything to prove to anyone, but yourself mm-hmm. and in that, if you are only proving things to yourself and being better than your yesterday, there is no, there's no metric. There's no like goalpost that you're Mm -hmm. looking to see that someone else seeing how fast they're running or seeing where direction they're going in. So 
I think we just have to be really careful about that comparison syndrome, like you said, and, yeah. and looking around and trying to take shortcuts because you think it's supposed to go a certain way. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really it. And then just build yours brick by brick, mm-hmm. you know, and then you and then you could be happy along the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I made a post the other day about like riding the horse that you're on mm-hmm. and not not the horse from yesterday, not the horse that you think you're supposed to be in the future. Like you need to ride the one that you got on today because Mm -hmm. that's the only one that you can really, that's reality. That is truth in that moment, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I mean, both of us, when you have your lesson horses and you feel like they're having an off day, what is the, the, what do you do for that? I give them the day off. Okay, that's good for the day. Or I pull them out of the arena. I say, okay, go take them on the trail and then turn them out and leave them alone. And then the next day, I don't make them work. We'll, we will switch up everybody's lesson plans to save, you know, to put the horse's mental health first. Mm-hmm. So they get a break and they get a break as long as they need it. And we're going to do everything we can and we don't put them back in lessons or we'll, you know, revise your lessons. You're only getting trails or, you know, doing horse, you're going to be the horsemanship horse. So we just totally give them a break Mm -hmm. that's nice that's nice and I feel like we need to be able to give ourselves that same grace (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) well look at me now (laughs) I know right on break on on, uh break so yeah tell us tell me about that tell me about how um you set that up to kind of work best for you as your schedule well in 2020 working six days a week was not it I mean, it's it, but I was like, oh my gosh, there's no end in sight. So now every eight weeks, we take one week off. The horses get a break, the staff get a break. We all just get time to relax and rest. If you work on eight week cycles, um, you know, you can have your clients commit to a time frame. They could set up for an eight week session. You know, they just want to do that session or not. You know how much you're getting paid for that session. So pretty much I think every year I take six weeks off and then every time there's five weekends in a month, we take a weekend off too. So it is the best thing we could have ever done because there's no way we could have ever, ever kept going um, if we would have not taken breaks. So every eight weeks we take uh, one week off, the best thing ever. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. And I'm like working on making my schedule the way I need to make it because child, yeah. uh, I need, I, you know, balance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for the people who are really looking to, I guess they, they got their foot in the door, whether it be at a barn or in some sort of like in the industry, um, what, what kind of next steps do you recommend people take? Um, it, like if they're going to try to start their own thing. Well, okay. Let me let me de- delineate it. So let's let's start a, start with um, like say clients of yours, like writing mm-hmm. first. 
and then they want to or like oh like when they come to my barn what do we do Mm -hmm. yeah like what Um, are the next steps they should take they you know starting to take lessons and they're starting to really really feel it and know that it's something that they want to do what are some things that they can do to kind of craft their own journey in that um like once they start to take lessons then I encourage them to like find find a style like if we're talking about writing you know then I encourage them to find the style of writing that they would like to go into and then eventually um I'll if they want to try a whole different new specialty style then I'll hook them up with one of my trainer friends another trainer that I know in the area I pretty much know a trainer of each discipline um in Sacramento and I'm like hey got someone I want to send to you you yeah. know let's see because they would like to do this so it's really important to work with others um other trainers that are around you're not the only one you know because ev- everybody works together everybody specializes in something so people I have other barns send us clients because we do certain things I refer other clients or clients to other barns mm-hmm. um so you know but if they want to become a trainer in that sense then I'd say okay let's start maybe looking to make you a student assistant you know you might do some extra things after your lesson to help out around the barn so it really just depends on what they want to do and then we try to help them get there yeah yeah I think that's I think there's like a balance between like figuring out what you want to do and just being open to Mm -hmm. what is possible whether it's just getting into riding or being a business in the industry um because I can say like where I thought I was going was not where I'm headed right now um and so just you know just being open to that change as long as you're still happy with you know what's going on then Mm -hmm. just keep going (laughs) yep yep pretty much so we um, saw, was it, has it been two weeks now? I can't remember, but yeah. Oh uh, yeah, uh, last, last week. Last week? Yep, it was last week, yep. Featured yeah. with Nissan. Congratulations <laughs> on you. that. Tell us Thank about you. how that experience was. Because you've been, at, I mean, child, you've been on TV a lot recently. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will Especially say- too. Um, you know, right before that I had, I had something really deep happen in my personal life. And so little do people know that that Nissan commercial is what got me back with my horses. Um, I actually hadn't seen my horses for two weeks prior to shooting that commercial, uh, or that at whatever it was called. So the whole experience was kind of like, this is why I'm here. This is what you're supposed to be doing and you need to get back into it. And it just really reminded me why I do what I do and the joy that my horses bring me. Um, The filming industry, that's not an industry I'm trying to work in. They, man, it was stressful because everything was so last minute. I had to fly to LA and then it was a lot, but it was really, really fun. I think they did a great job. I didn't see it until it was released completely. So they're like, here's your video. It's live. And I was like, okay, no going back now. So, but it was, it was a really fun experience. Right. Dang. I, I don't know. I guess I just assumed you saw it. 
before it came out. Nope. <laughs> I saw it probably five minutes. As soon as I see it, then I, I literally sent you guys a link first. Wow. Wow. But yeah, and we watched it together. I know. I was like, what the heck? Well, and I, I kind of forgot that you had done it because mm-hmm. that was last year. That was that was up August. That was and before wintertime. Yeah, yeah. The first half of the shoot was in August, and then we shot the second half in October. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was. Sorry, my phone was doing something weird. I think it was um, interesting to see how, I th- what was it called? Like adventure or something like that? Nissan Adventurist. Adventurist, okay. I think so. <laughs> it was just, it was interesting to see how, um, you know, like cinematically, how they were able to really capture your story and capture, you know, a lesson and kind of the the culture that you have cultivated in your space that it's not I mean it just has a calming energy and thankfully I mean it's a therapeutic course like writing academy so ideally it's supposed to um but I know that you also are branching out into teaching other people how Mm -hmm. to do the same so can you share a little bit about that Well, that started with so many people asking me, how did you start a program? And then I was like, wait, isn't this consulting? Like if I'm literally telling you everything you need to know. So then I went on Facebook and I started a Facebook group, which now has over 600 members. Um, I need to be, get back to being more active. I, the Academy had a lot going on. So I had a, mm-hmm. I kind of lagged on my posts, but um, the group is called building your equine lesson program. And there's a lot of people who haven't started a program yet. And then some who have, so it's really a group where everybody could just come together and say, like, okay, this is what I need to start a program. Um, and then, so I also did some online classes. I did some workbooks for Etsy. And then I do consult calls. So it's like, however you learn best, if you learn visually, go buy that workbook. If you need audio and visual, go take the online class. If you need, you know, everything, the whole package, then give me a call and book a call with me. Um, You know, because I know people learn different ways. So I just wanted to make each a platform for each type of learning Mm -hmm. um, to best fit everybody. So that is going fairly well as well. Good, good, good. And so I want to, um, Brittany breaks down her kind of the, the building of a lesson program into um, several courses. So mm-hmm. just know that, you know, it's not a, um, it's not like just one thing you have to do, like, oh, getting the legal structure, boom. Got it. I have a lesson program. Like, no, that's not Mm-mm. the only thing. There's four pillars. Well, I broke it down into four pillars. There's five courses, but four pillars. So there's one, it's like, if you have, if you're starting from ground zero, mm-hmm. take this class. If you need policies and procedures, take this class. If you need program structure and curriculum, take this class. If you need a lesson horse, take this class. If you just need to get your culture, your whole identity out there, 
then take this class. So those are like the four main pillars, but each pillar is like packed with certain stuff. So, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I know I, I, I know people won't want to be like, I don't want to sit through this whole thing if I only need this part. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so who, what kind of, um, I, I'm in the Facebook group and I've just seen a lot of different people. I know you said there's some people that have lesson programs and some people that don't, but honestly, there's, there's, um, I feel like when people say lesson program, they think like horse training business. And I've seen a lot of nonprofits in there as well. You know, Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of um, organizations who are looking to get kids into um, horse sports or just the industry. Um, Initially, I've seen teachers, you know, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of schools, more rural schools have like, like ag ish teachers or mm-hmm. they may have a, a, a equine person at their school mm-hmm. um so it's not even just for I feel like it caters to a lot of people um and it has a lot of information that a lot of people can benefit from and mm-hmm. so when you talk about building a culture if you're trying to you know you look at a lesson program and it's basically I'm trying to teach a group of students how to do a thing Mm -hmm. building a culture around that is not easy but it's like okay you could do that in a nonprofit. you could do that in a classroom you could do that you know there's just so many different ways that you can um grasp that information so i'm excited to see how people start learning from that and actually doing taking action yeah, it's that's where a lot of people are stuck because I'll do check-ins of like, oh, I, I, you know, they'll get all inspired and then they lose their inspiration. That's like mm-hmm. people, it's, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's hard. It is really hard, but you got to do it if you want it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's worth it, but it's hard. You know, last year was my absolute hardest year in business, but it was our, our most profitable. Mm-hmm. But by my goodness, it was tough. Mm-hmm. so not you know that's the price of being an entrepreneur yeah. <laughs> and running yeah. a business that's just what it is yeah yeah but I think that's another um important point to to at least look at you know you, mm-hmm. you started off in one with one um vision you mm-hmm. know teach lessons and then I feel like it kind of grew to you had the capacity to do have those like therapeutic partnerships so -hmm. that you are able to to do that and Mm -hmm. then it grew into you know you are able to cultivate those student assistants you're able to to -hmm. have those kind of that next level of of student but Mm -hmm. you're also you know, were a, you were able to see, okay, from the expertise, from the things that I know and the things that people are asking me, I can diversify my offer. You mm-hmm. know, I offer the service, but now you offer a, a product as well. And that's the, the, the courses, um, digital products. Yeah. Um, so 
when we talk about like carving your own path in this industry and really, you know, taking action, it's kind of surveying what's happening in your real life. Like what, what is going on? You were like, people are asking me, people are asking, people are asking. And um, I've always been told like the things that you say over and over and over, that's what you need to package. Mm-hmm. So that you don't have to keep saying it. You can just say, hey, just <laughs> <Yep>. go by. <laughs> yep. That's why I say, here's the links. If you want online classes, if you want the workbooks, or if you want to call me, here's the link. You pick with your best learning style. And then that's how I will help you learn. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I, I'm the first person to be on somebody's Google, like, how do I? Yep. <laughs> but when someone has taken the time, someone who has done that work and has taken the time to put it together of the things that have worked for them, mm-hmm. all in a pretty little, with a bow on top. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, when we look for those ways to get ahead or those kind of, uh, how do I get the answers? That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. And we do have to invest in ourselves in order to um, take that next step sometimes, mm-hmm. whether it be, let me invest in a trainer that is a little bit more expensive. Let yep. me yep. go to a barn that may might be a little bit farther of a drive, but it's the discipline that I want to do, you mm-hmm. know? Investing in our mm-hmm. literally investing in yourself is all this industry is. Yep. I mean, I that's why I hired an administrative assistant. I oh my gosh, she saves me hours of work. What she does, like in like that would have taken me hours to do. So only thing like she literally handles all everything, all enrollment, all the clients go through her. And if she has a question, she just shoots me a text or sends or forwards me the email and she handles everything. Cause you know, we can all be working forever, but that was my, that and hiring two instructors to work. I don't want to say underneath me. Cause I really think we're all equal, but mm-hmm. hire two instructors to work alongside of me. And my assistant is like the best thing ever. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, she costs this much. But then when I realized how much time she, time and stress she's giving back to me, it's priceless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even when you're one, you're able to, to maintain your mental health. So that Mm -hmm. doesn't cost you dollars and cents in other things, like in the future, but also when you're able to focus on the things that you are good at the things mm-hmm. that your expertise is in like building the culture of your program and making sure that the horses are you know worked appropriately and not overworked mm-hmm. and you know really just taking care of all of the um day-to-day kind of situations mm-hmm. that are going on at the barn you're able to do so much more and and oh yeah it just opens up the doors for a lot of things. Yep. Oh, I was actually able to run my business. I was actually able to step out and manage everybody. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was needed. <laughs> I can't be, you know, I do, there are some days where I'm teaching lessons all day and there's other days where I only have a few lessons here and there, you know, but I still need to like check in with everybody and make sure everybody's all good. 
Yeah, yeah. And then that gives you more time to be on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. God, that place is crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Um, That's all I can say. I know. So Brittany has been viral on TikTok a couple of <laughs> times now. I'm like, Shorty, if I see you one more place, and it's funny because <laughs> There's just, there's a few people. And of course we know them, but people send me, they're like, oh my God. And I'm like, I kind of just want to see, post a picture. Like these, like, I know these people, these are my friends. We talk. I talk to this one every day, every day. Like <laughs> this ain't nothing. <laughs> all 15 of y'all, you don't, I mean, thank you for thinking of me. Right. No, you don't have to send me this, all her videos. I, I, I watch them. <laughs> <laughs> You're all, and I look, I see it every day. I know all her animals. Yeah, like, <laughs> okay. yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> thanks, y'all, but thanks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. I, I, the, I think the best part is, is when we literally have clients come from TikTok on their application. They say, you know, on the part of, how did you hear about us? It's, they say TikTok and I'm like oh gosh what are they gonna think <laughs> and they come they come I just last month we had like four which is a lot mm -hmm. we had four and I was like oh like they came in knowing all of the animals names they're mm -hmm. like there's Gretchen I'm like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's Charlie Brown yep mm -hmm, that's him <laughs> yeah yeah and they just they already know they already know yep. and I think they can they can pick up on your energy and the vibe and yeah. what's gonna be uh expected because well not it's not like you're only doing um like fun cutesy silly things like mm -hmm. you do a lot of uplifting of other businesses you know and like client interactions and just <laughs> overall because I'm like yes 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 and i see people in the comments like thank you for being transparent about that because no clients are not always right i was yeah. just about to say that they are not always right you can go somewhere else with mm -hmm. all of that mm -hmm. and it's okay to say that yeah absolutely. because because in the end that comes your culture because then people outside of your business they're gonna be like they don't play over there you better go there and act right because they'll kick you out Mm -hmm. that's the culture that you set yeah. when you kick people out who need to be kicked out because then people come to your business with some act right you know in them yeah and they know not to play with you that's how it is well and it's also the people that are you know like actively coming to your business and they know um they know the drill they know that you're going to preserve that they know that the the goal the bar is not going to be moved for someone else for some stupid reason mm -hmm. like they know that they are continuing to support a business that has integrity and that's really mm -hmm. going to um make sure that their experience is great yeah. also yep and, and they know that we will work with them if you do right by us oh my goodness i will go to the moon and back to make things work for you but don't try to cross me not yeah. when you know i would do not when you know i'll work with you right right absolutely and it was the same way for me when i was running the pet resort even though i was <laughs> in corporate um i kind of got it from both sides but it was like like no like we don't have mm -hmm. to operate this way we can build this in a way that 
makes us happy and we can provide you great service when we are happy mm-hmm. you know that's yeah. we kind of start to see a breakdown in service and experience when you start building something that you are not happy with mm-hmm. and um you don't want to do that <laughs> yeah yeah so um that is yeah so if you haven't if you're on tiktok YBE fam go make sure you're following Brittany I'm sure that you are what is your anyway I'll put it in it's Brit 90 so B-R-I I don't know if there's two or three T's I know that's why (laughs) that's why I didn't spell it out because I saw it in my head and I was like wait I don't know there's two I don't know if I but yep, I'll find I it. I will. <laughs> I will link it under here, under the um, in the show notes and things like that. Um, but so next episode of YBE is going to be episode one hundred. This is episode ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> so I am like so that next episode I'm going to be talking about the like 10 things I've learned from 100 episodes (laughs) um but I wanted to ask you if there was and I feel like I asked this in your first interview but well I asked in every interview I don't know why I'm making this seem like this is a very a new question ignore me but if there was one thing that you could tell the mm, upcoming equestrians in this industry whether it be business owners or clients or anyone who is just trying to make it work um dealing with ups and downs because that's what this industry is about this is it is what it is it's life in any way uh what is one thing that you would tell them Ooh, one thing, um, do not look as failure as failure. It is a, we fail forward. Mm-hmm. So stop saying it didn't work. Just say, nope, that was a fail forward. Mm-hmm. You learn from it and you move forward with the knowledge that you just gained. Mm-hmm. So always, always, always fail forward. Yeah. And then you'll never fail. Mm-hmm. Cause you say, oops, that didn't work okay let's try it this way because that way it didn't work and that and then you go on yeah yeah it's that it's always an opportunity you you have more information than you had before so now you can make a better decision yeah well that's good thank you so much for coming back on the podcast after oh gosh three years i can't even believe i've been doing this as long it's like what like anyway thank you so much (laughs) i can't wait to share this thank you for tuning in to young black equestrians the podcast be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player as well as over on youtube and you know what do me a favor leave a review over on apple Podcasts. Doing that makes it so that this platform and this content get shared with Black equestrians all over the world. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and I will see you next time.